Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Planet Tyro to continue our Woody Allen retrospective. I'm your host, Donald Wonder, and I'm looking at directly in the face, Simon Rad. What? 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 I, I'm, I wasn't sleeping. No, no, I, I was, I was, I, I, I was just resting my eyes. Hey, wait, hey. <laughs> hey, guys! If you were here last time, you you were here with us. We're still at the Simon Rad headquarters doing another recording. It's fun, and we're doing another sidestep. Before we do that, guys, last time, if you were on the retrospective, you saw us talk about that Woody Allen movie. Everybody says I love you, which is a lie. If you want to check out that discussion, <laughs> click on the top right corner of the YouTube card to go back there. Guys, I'm not going to go for the usual spiel because this talk, discussion, review is going to be for a very special Woody Allen sidestep movie that not a lot of people have seen. But because I we're... think the total number of people I have seen it is two. You and me. That's about it. You know, and we might even get into something that the general audience might not even know that Woody Allen is actually a musician himself. And guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a 1997 documentary called Wild Man's Blues. And the name of the movie, of the documentary, is based off a song. I put, I'm not even going to get into the minutiae of that, but it's, it's based off a song. Woody Allen's into jazz. He plays the clarinet. He's been playing the clarinet for over 30 years. And he actually does this with a jazz band, which I couldn't find their actual band title. So they usually go by the Woody Allen New Orleans Jazz Band Group. And again, creative. I, whatever. Very creative. I had to check, I had to check online because there were tickets going because he was. We do these recordings in London and just this year, 2017, he was at the Royal Albert Hall. He's been all over the world and this documentary focuses when he was doing a 1996 European World Tour. And the reason why we're discussing this one, because a lot of you guys are thinking, this ain't a goddamn movie. Why are you covering it's this? It's also a contradiction. It cannot be a world tour if it's only Europe. Well, it's you know what? A European tour. Yeah, my mistake. It was a European tour. I'm, you're not the only one tired, Tom. I'm tired too. It's been a long day. And again, I, I just thought the filmmakers were hypocrites because they're like, well, it's a world tour. I'm like, it ain't a f- world tour just because you left the United States. <laughs> well, we're not even going to get to U.S. mind state. Outside of the U.S., everything else is a world. The U.S. is a world in itself. So they think they're the world powers. You see, Simon, you're making us digress. We've got to talk about this movie. Guys, listen, this is a behind the scenes look at Woody Allen. Now, if you've been listening to us talk about Woody Allen, we already spoke about the controversy. We spoke about Woody Allen when he did his most recent Facebook Live interview. So to be honest with you, in a certain way, we're not seeing things we don't already know, but this... (laughs) You're seeing it direct. Like, this is really... There's no commentary. It's just the camera's rolling, and you get to see him and Sunyi interact with each other. And me and you were talking about this while watching this very entertaining movie (sighs) jesus christ that basically this is like this is like a sneaky reality show you know yeah like they sold him on the idea that in order to finance the tour because they're flying around in a private jet right in order to fly finance the tour they're gonna make this documentary part of it it's part of the deal yeah and i think that's how they got him on board but this is not really about the music or the tour they show a little bit of it and even what they show is too freaking much but it's really about i think his friends because the the guy in charge of the production company is working with at this point is his close friend right yeah his close friend was the guy behind his best friend i forgot is it skyline one of the production companies that makes his movies his best friends are behind this and also the documentarian who is a woman by the name of give me a second to find it or find it later barbara Copal, Barbara Copal is a documentarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She does 
a lot of she's a film director but she's more yeah. she does documentary yeah. she's in but, this but, as well. but everybody in this movie is very friendly so they're they're kind of close to each other so i think they really thought it would be a good idea after the storm has settled and they got married at this point with Sunyi to really show them as a couple you really see them that this is a normal relationship and actually that she's the adult in the relationship because all she does is really keep Woody Allen in check keep reminding him don't forget the band members names tell them that they did a good job don't sign things like you're signing an autograph make sure people can read what you write otherwise they won't know what you're talking about don't play the songs this way play the songs that way you know he's really being kept in check by a very intelligent smart mature woman while he's just doing his uh doing his thing i mean the first thing they do is land in paris because apparently woody allen can't land on the continent of europe if he doesn't start in paris that's the only thing that makes him register that okay i'm in europe i can continue my journey so mm. they have to take a whole sidestep just to land in paris first which i'm like of course you're gonna make this documentary because ain't no way anybody's gonna finance your damn uniqueness uh, your quirks at this point woody allen's such a a legend of film i think anyone would pay to see him and the ironic thing is if you've been following woody allen talking about his music career he says he's not the greatest musician he says his bandmates are more talented than him so when you're watching them perform in this documentary movie um it's uh, the music itself and again i'm not going to really get into it because i'm not i'm not qualified to, to really criticize this type of music it basically when you hear the music you're like okay this is the music he uses in you know 80% of his movies especially yes. for the intros and it's like okay it's cool to see him playing the clarinet with his band which is really cool you see the other band members but again if you're talking about percentages it's like 40% is the performance and 60% is Woody behind the scenes with Sung Yi, Previn, Allen, whatever and them together and it's fine it's interesting and it's it is nice to see them being a couple and to see that you know behind all the controversy there is a couple there there is a relationship there it is somewhat nurturing it's kind of fun to watch but this is a movie for the fans for the diehards you can't really get this movie on its own it is on amazon you can buy it separately which is why we bought it and i was curious to see what this had to offer because i knew this was going to be more of a behind the scenes look at woody allen rather than a concert documentary because it's really not a concert documentary it's more of a behind the scenes of woody allen and to be honest with you the most interesting things, and this is going to sound a bit like a contradiction since it's, a, it's meant to be the musical documentary, is when he talks about his movies, which happens a few times. And I yeah. think there's one time in particular which you found funny is when he was bringing up the fact that Soon Ying doesn't even watch his movies, doesn't like his movies, and he's trying to persuade her. There's one movie I made that I think you really like. And uh, she's like, nah, you know, whatever, whatever. What do you mean? And that exchange is kind of funny. And um, it, it, it is weird. That's the best scene in the whole movie. But it is, and it's funny because it's weird because he's basically trying to sell her on watching any hall, which he thinks she would really like. But he doesn't care but, for it, by the way. But, he still yeah, like, but yeah. he keeps saying, "I think it's. I don't feel strongly about it. I think it's meh." But you would like it. You and your sketchy friends. Yeah, she your says you and your twitty friends, twitty teenage friends, and she's like. I don't know. I don't. I don't care about that movie at all. It's like this is funny, and because the running theme of the whole thing is that the reason why they're sending him into Europe, because in Europe he's bigger than in the states. Oh yeah, they make that. There's a there's a number scene where they talk about that in depth, and he's oh, yeah. like another woman interiors. You know the Americans hate this shit. It's droning on, but over here they love. What he he actually said they love 
my drawn out movies, yeah, right? They love movies that are drawn out, and I'm good at move, making movies drawn out or something like that. Yeah. that that's the whole. F- the again, if they don't have to trick him. If they wouldn't have had to trick him into making this movie, it would have been a better documentary. Well, hold on. Actually, that's something that I really want to actually get your... I said this to you while I was watching this. When I was watching this documentary, I thought to myself, Woody Allen seems to be a really private person. Why is he letting them film him? And here's the thing. I would say that, oh, he would use it as damage control himself. But he's showing in the part. He doesn't really care about that. So I'm really surprised. You did point this out while I was watching that it is a bit framed. So... You know, like there was a scene where they were walking the street and someone asked for his picture and they stopped. And then I was like, wow, man, I'm surprised Woody Allen stopped. And you was like, yeah, because he's being filmed for the documentary. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the deal because those are the only interesting bits. This movie's boring as hell. But like there was a good bit where he talked about other directors because they asked him, what do you think your movies are do so well in Europe? But some of them downright tank in the States. And he was actually getting the Lifetime Achievement Awards, and that's what you were saying, that some other directors haven't. And he was, oh, like, oh, he was you talking, should... talking about that Fellini hasn't yeah. gotten it yet, and he couldn't imagine him achieving it. That's not him being modest. But he also said that Steven Spielberg said he makes movies that he enjoyed as a kid. That's yeah. the type of movies he wants to make. And uh, what was the other... Uh, I forgot the other example he brought up. He was about Marlon Brando as well, I think. Yeah, but he talked about mostly... Uh, in that segment, he talked about how directors make movies that they enjoyed yeah. themselves as a kid. Yeah. And when he was a kid, he liked a lot of European films. He so liked that's foreign why, films. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. he makes foreign. And actually... And, and, and yeah. that's why he thinks that Europe resonates with, with his him. movies. Because he makes so their well. movies, basically. Yeah, 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 He makes the boring-ass, drawn-out movies. Nobody cares. So yeah. Well, I think that's surprising because his career never started that way. So uh, when people see that now, for the majority of his life now, after the 70s and 80s, he really went down that European phase. And he's even now in the late... Your 2000s, he's really... But, but, I mean, he did fake documentaries, you know, mockumentaries. That's he true. did Zelig, which, again, is just a very unique movie. It's like a, a fictional movie in a documentary format. I mean, he, he does, you know, he, he did a science fiction movie. He did a musical. I think it's just that he didn't start that way. He started with Take the Money and Run. Started with Bananas. Yeah, yeah again. So people so, were thrown. Yeah, that's, you know? that's another Woody Allen being full of it. You know, he's like, when he's saying, I don't make movies about myself, which... Again, best scene, a second best scene in this movie. Oh, let's get to that. I know what you're going to... Yeah, let's leave yeah, it for the very oh, end. Okay. The, let's leave it for the... Because okay. there's, there's one thing I, I do want to say. Again, guys, we we reviewed this one or spoke about this one just because we're being completionists. My opinion on whether you should check this out or not is if you haven't seen a shit ton of Woody Allen interviews because honestly, the musical side, I've actually seen better musical concerts or uh, or things he did in Jazz Cafes on YouTube. This documentary, I don't really think it did the musical European tour that well, especially for the rest of the band. And even the way he's talking about he forgets the band's names and stuff like that, it's like, he loves doing it, but I don't know, man. He still doesn't seem like a big people's person. There was never scenes where he was mingled with the band or talking with the guys. He was always with singing and they were always talking about what he needs to do for the next performance. And it just seemed like he was alone again, planning the tour. And it was just, I, I know it's him and the band, but it, you know, it just, it really was about him and Sunying. And it's just like, that's fine. It's interesting to see if you're a Woody Allen fan. And I'm sure the band are just reaping. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the band's not talented, but they're reaping the rewards of riding off the Woody Allen uh, train. And it's a good deal. Don't get me wrong. I don't even think these guys really want 
that much limelight. They're probably happy with the deal they got. But again, if you really want to see the musical side of Woody Allen in its purest form, this is very hit and miss in that regard. But if you do want to see Woody Allen behind the scenes, before we get to that very last part that means I'm going to laugh about, you know, tread carefully because this is definitely for the die, die, die hard fans. And you will see people in this documentary saying how great Woody Allen is, but they're all in Europe. If he was in America at this time, they would still be out for blood for him because they, you know, he's still got a negative perception. But in Europe, we do love him here. And this was that documentary. Yeah, I mean, this is 96. They, he still has that perception 20 years later today. You yeah. Know, it's like they still run crazy ass CNN specials about him where yes. they're like, well, okay, he was clearly accused just last week on Twitter. But if he doesn't like it, he can file a lawsuit because that's what makes America great. You can sue anybody at any time. I'm like, is this cable news? <laughs> what what is this? It's like slander is great because you can just sue. And at the time of this, he made this movie. He was still doing. He was about to leave and go into his European movie phase, which he's still in now, in the 2000s. But at this point, he was still in America doing. And when you watch his documentary, you're like, yeah, I can see why you decide to make the move to stick more to being in Europe to do your films. And that's where your next renaissance came because, you know, we got so much love for you over here. But again, the, the documentary itself is boring. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is the, and as a musical, Woody Allen's musical European journey, I don't know, man. It's, it's... There was no journey because the man said he literally can't set foot on the continent. He has to go to Paris first. So ain't no journey in this movie. And it's framed really weird because first I thought that they didn't know how to give this movie an arc. So they just want to frame him as an asshole. Yeah. Because... The movie opens up with a very, not Woody Allen-esque setting, because he's, he's on a private jet. With dark scenes of his face in shadow. Yeah, but not only that, just a total luxury. They're on a private jet, they're in, they're in a limousine, they're in this five-star hotel. He just keeps complaining. He complains in a private jet, then he complains about being in Europe, then he complains about Paris, but then he's like, okay, I need to be in Paris and be in Europe. <laughs> and then they go to a five-star hotel, and then they just talk about how the food shit while, you know, eating out of... Civil War, you know, like, I didn't know what that had nothing to do with the music or the tour. It just really, they're trying to, you know, in documentaries, some of the cheap tricks they use is they like, they introduce a person like this, but they're like, oh, there's a different side to him. Here's a man who just loves the music and let's focus on the artist. And I'm like, I don't know why that was necessary because Woody Allen's whole comedic persona that he does in real life as well is just complaining. He always complains. He rants. Yeah. So just framing him of like, here's all this luxurious stuff, yet he's still miserable. I mean, I, I didn't get the po point of it. It's only like an hour later and wow, it's a tough hour to survive. It's only an hour later. It's an hour and 45 minutes in yeah, total. Yeah, in total. But yeah. only an hour later, he starts talking about how, well, this is very unusual for him. He lives in New York. He lives the life of a writer he doesn't re leave his neighborhood he knows where to go to get food to go to the theater to go to movies that's what he likes he doesn't enjoy the attention or the photographers or the hotels and i'm like okay that's fair enough but that's not what we saw so far what we saw so far was or what we were watching so far was you complaining you hating your life you're hating your movies, talking about how 
you, you don't want to make the show a show because when the performance becomes a performance and you do something for the audience to enjoy. You need to change it up. Yeah, you, because you're going <laughs> to get bored and you won't enjoy it anymore. You know, yeah. screw the audience. Them paying you is just something you have to put up with. You know, it's just something that you need to accept that somebody is going to pay you to perform. You, you know, you kind of make it a hostile, but he just seems like that's his, he's got a, like a kind of a grumpy essence but he's very nonchalant. It's not even that like he's trying to be like negative. He just is like very, man, I don't know why. I don't know why. And then soon you've got to explain to him why it all works. And he's like, okay, well, well, he just seems very aloof. And that aloofness is always what draws people away from him. But but, the- but it is funny though. Like when they were in, you know, Venice and again, a very cute shot of them just cuddling up, riding on gondolas, which, yeah. is, which is cool. And then, you know, tourists start taking photographs of him and Woody's like, well, they don't pay 10 cents to see one of my movies with riding in a gondola. They love it. <laughs> like, yeah, proper but, bitter. But also, 10 cents? It's 97. I mean, it was at least 10, 15 dollars, you know? It's like, motherfucker, 10 cents? And these are the fans that love you, by the way, Woody. So I don't know why you're talking shit about them. If you want to talk about people paying money and trying to crucify you, then you want to go back home to New York City, America. Yeah, yeah, ride yeah. a bus. See, see what happens then. Don't ride a gondola. Look, man, we already said our piece about this, but there's one more thing right at the end that really made this worth it. It was so fucking unexpected. And let me tell you something, man. Again, Woody Allen... Some of the most surreal moments of his life is his real life. That's just, just that what? And at the end, you get to meet Woody Allen and his goddamn parents. And let me tell you something, man. It explains everything you need to know about Woody Allen. Do you remember Radio Days, Simon? Do you remember Radio Days? I remember Radio Days. I remember New York uh, Story. And Take the Money and Run, where he's parodying his parents. I'm like, you see them. And the way they're talking is the same way in these movies. They're being stereotypical. They criticize them. And the funniest joke of all, which is honestly, I thought it was the realest moment, is when they were talking about Soon Ying. It was like, yeah, you you know, you married a, a Chinese girl, an Asian girl. And, they, they and she's like, like, I'm not Chinese. I'm not Chinese. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like but, but you're Asian. But, but then that, we, we, we but, wish but, you were married. Be, yeah, but, but because I'm Asian, I'm not Chinese. That's not the same thing. It's like, but they're like, yeah, but that doesn't. I'm still sad. You know, I want him to marry a nice Jewish girl, a nice Jewish girl, because yeah. you know, yeah, right, straight out of New York Story with all oh, oh, yeah, exactly, 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 exactly yeah. and, and and because you know, because of this, one day, you know, all the Jews will die out, and that's a very sad thing. You know, like, I was like, what, my older? It was so embarrassing. It was just like those movies where your parents embarrass you, and it was like, wow, man. The stereotype is real. And it, I was like, Woody Anna's is 60 at this point and his parents are still alive. They get to see him perform. And that, by the way, that last scene, he was showing them all his accolades. He was, oh, when I went to both sides, this fight, it was, it was, that part was kind of just rolling my eyes. But he was like a little kid showing his parents all of his accolades. And it was, uh, it was uh, kind of cute, but he's an old man. It was like, this is a yeah. fucking comedy. Yeah, but he, and his parents didn't, get, like his dad was just like, you should have opened a drugstore or something. I was like... Yeah, he was like, oh, you would have been a better drug dealer than a film director. <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was the best. It was like, this is a joke. This, it, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it's crazy. They should have been through the whole movie. It but, would have but been hella funny. Woody uh, is like his own mother because his mother looks like him. Yeah. I thought it was him in makeup and a wig. And also, the craziest part for me was that they they keep asking about his movies like what, what which move one of his movies do you like? Is like, nah, I don't really like him. And what 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 do you think about his movies? Do you think 
and his writing do you think he takes a lot from his own life does he write about his own life and he's like I, d I don't think his mom was like yeah, yeah. Uh, his mom's like I don't think he writes about himself you know I think he adds certain things and subtracts certain things like but I don't think he's wants his life in a movie and I'm like you're literally in a documentary about him <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also you're literally sounding like all the female mother characters he yeah. ever did including the one he had killed off in a movie you know and it, he had this you know in new york stories that he was like grinning when his mother oh, when it was being sword in half yeah, yeah. saw that having stabbed through a box you know <laughs> by a magician all this stuff that's, that's like, not anything like what we really no, really of course he never course, yeah, yeah no. stardust memories when his parents just scolding him about how you, you know he's a terrible filmmaker and he's like i don't want to do funny movies yeah i don't sign funny i'm like of course, he never makes movies about himself. No, not at all. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Talking about his movie is a lot more funnier than actually watching it. It's a, it's a drag. It's an hour and 45 minutes. And honestly, I'm not going to say it's like a puff piece, but it's mostly about Woody and singing, which isn't a bad thing. To be honest with you, a lot of defenders of Woody Allen and the controversy are going to be happy to see this and see that, you know what, they are normal. He's not just a, a crazy pedophile. And, you know, this. it, it still seems like this weird parental relationship where she's just reaffirming and supporting and comforting him and for a man if you're a man you're 60 and you got a young woman looking after you that's fucking awesome you know putting aside all the controversy it could be worse it could be and i'm not gonna lie like i said we already did the whole podcast on that so i'm not gonna answer but again in a way it was nice to see and there was some good things to see but honestly guys i will say this for the record don't go out of your way to see this. If you want to rent on Amazon, go ahead. Um, looking at the, I did. There is a lot of reviews for this actually because some diehard fans went out of the way to find it, and they liked it. So, well, that's people for you. You know, they they don't pay fifty cents to see the movie in the theater, but they pay ten pounds to get this goddamn documentary. You know, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I mean, every good thing we mentioned is a total runtime of maybe three minutes. Out of 40-something, you know, an hour and 40-something. I'll say 10 minutes. Uh, 10 uh, minutes uh, solid. Nah, it's only that's, 10 minutes. That's being generous. It's less than 10. I'm telling you, it's five minutes max. Because the, the scene with his parents is at the end. It's very brief. The Talking about his films and other directors, that's brief. Talking about, you know, uh, how he thinks awards are subjective. Because you brought Marilyn Brando in a um, streetcar named Desire. That yeah. like, Even as a kid, he thought, wow, there, nobody else could get an Oscar that year. And he didn't win that year so he thought like wow it must be very subjective which is his way of saying it's bullshit he was wrong about that but he was he, he remembered that wrong it's even on imdb that he got confused about that but either way he, his point was still clear it was still valid but he he just got the dates wrong on that but yeah yeah whatever yeah. so th that's all far you know far and few between and you know it, if it was a documentary of him and sun yin that would have been good but it's it's more like that's what they're trying to shoot, but they have to keep the music. Yeah, you have there. to keep convincing Woody that it's about the tour and the music. So you see him do press events and walk around and reluctantly. Yeah, and, and interact with photographers a lot again, which is like oh, not Stardust memories again. You know, it's like yeah. I I I don't I don't need that. Even that movie, people love it now, and I'm like, oh, just no, just 
yeah. Please, I, I like interiors, okay? And and they dissed the hell out of interiors. They dissed the hell out. They, they, they were they, laughing. They, I was. They, I love that part too. Yeah, interiors. Sungyi was like, interiors are so. Uh, what did she say? She she thought it was awful and long and boring and dragged out. And Woody was like, I really like that movie. I'm like, yeah, Woody, I agree he with was, you he there. He did say that. Actually. He, he, that is, he actually defended that in Stardust Memories. I think even. But but, but then he ruined it by bringing up Stardust Memories. I was like, <laughs> nah, here we go again. That you and that damn movie. Oh, so yeah. Like his worst that movie ever all right let's wrap this up man guys again this is this is probably going to be one of our last detours because honestly we've done all of the side stories all the mini movies now we're going to get back to the core filmography but guys if you're wondering about this movie documentary now you know if you've seen it let us know in the comments down below and i really really have to thank my boy simon for following me on this one because it was it was painful for both of us but we got through it and again we're being a completionist we're being completionists on this woody allen filmography and this is a testament to that yeah now i'm quoting woody allen's mom okay we can get out now yeah that's what you said get the fuck out that's <laughs> that's a, yeah it's a documentary yeah. like not even like at the end of the interview it's like mid-interview mid-sentence she's like okay you can get out now it's like i'm i'm not even gonna follow my uh you know finish my point just get out of my face she must have saw husband and wife that's what woody allen was like are we done now let me, let me get the fuck out of there like, so. exactly you can get out of my house yeah so anyway on that note guys if you like the retrospective if you like our covering all of these movies even the minutiae ones that no one else is gonna watch let us know in the comments down below thank you sam for coming on this one again and uh guys leave a comment like subscribe thanks for listening on the podcast and until the next one we'll see you on the next recording uh, how many movies till match point uh, <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm sorry.